Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado, and I'm blessed to be with you on this Monday as we start a new work week. But uh, we are in Thanksgiving week, and it's a very special week uh, for all of us, but especially for us as Christians, because we have so much to be thankful for. And I'm thankful to be with you on this Monday afternoon or evening, wherever you're at uh, in the country, even overseas listeners. We're so grateful that uh, we can be joined together for this program. And I'm here to answer your questions or to pray for you. So you heard that number as you're invited to call in and talk to me. The number is 303-690-3000. That's the call-in number. And I would encourage you to grab one of those open lines early. Uh, Sometimes as we go through the show, the lines fill up quickly. Uh, But I'd love to just be able to encourage you, take you to the Word of God, pray with you, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. we got all open lines right now. And there's another way for you to be able to communicate to me a question or a prayer request, and that's a dedicated text line for texting only, 720-336-0897. Put those two numbers in your contacts. You can just pull it up, and then you can be a part of the show. And that text line is a 24-7 prayer line. Uh, And I want to particularly as I know many of you, that you know that. But I I wanted to just reiterate uh, that once again as we enter into the holiday seasons of Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's, because this can be uh, also a very stressful time or a very difficult time. And uh, there's a lot of sickness going on with kids right now. Uh, It can be a challenging time. So you have people that are there to pray for you as you put in those prayer requests. And during this hour show, we will take the time to look at those uh, t- uh, text line questions and prayer requests um, as uh, we do have time. But I would love for you to call all open lines, 303-690-3000, the call-in number. And so welcome, everyone, those of you listening on Grace FM along the front range of Colorado and to southern Wyoming. It's just a beautiful day, blue skies. Um, The days are definitely getting shorter. I'm looking out the window and uh, four o'clock here in Colorado and the sun's starting to set behind the mountains. Um, And I hope that you're having a blessed day, a blessed week. Looking forward to Thanksgiving, being with your family and friends. And uh, so welcome everyone listening live today on this Monday, the 21st of November. Also those listening on Radio by Grace, all across the country, and uh, you too can call in at that number, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number. You can ask your questions and give your prayer requests, and uh, so we got open lines, and then also those who are listening online as well, and you too are listening live in four corners of the United States, and 
And uh, as I said, uh, usually every show we have somebody from overseas uh, listening. And so if you are, we're so glad that uh, you're able to do that. But give me a call at that number, 303-690-3000. Quick reminder, those of you part of the Calvary Live family at Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you are a week delayed. But give me a call. We'll have our conversation, and then you can listen to it a week later. So let's go to Lorenzo, Texas. Hi, Lorenzo. How you doing, sir? Can you hear me? Good. Yep, I sure can. You're on Calvary Live. Yes, sir. I had a quick question. When Adam and Eve sinned and they were kicked out of uh, heaven, oh, I mean not heaven, out of uh, Garden of Eden, uh, yeah. how did Satan take over the the, uh, the, the earth? How did he, who gave him authority over the earth? Yeah, that's a good question. And the thought is, you know, it's interesting because you're mentioning the beginning, and to to really understand the beginning, um, you can connect it to the end, because we do know, and even in the Gospels, you remember that in the temptation of Jesus, that one of those temptations is Satan took Jesus up on the mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, you know, bow down and worship me and these kingdoms will be yours. And it wasn't any despair dispute was it that jesus didn't say they're not yours to give uh, he didn't right. dispute that it's kind of like if here in colorado where i live uh just a few miles away about 40 miles away we have rocky mountain national park and um you can see if you go up on long's peak over fourteen thousand feet you can see a long ways and if i took you up on long's peak and and said Everything that you see uh, in Colorado and Wyoming and, and, you know, out to Nebraska, and uh, it's all yours if you bow down and worship me. You would laugh at me because it's not mine to give. So we know that we know that um, dominion was given to, um, you know, over the, uh, you know, to, uh, to Adam in the garden. He lost that dominion when he sinned. And now Satan, who's called the the god of this world, little g, the prince of the power of the air, it seems to indicate to us that when you go to the book of Revelation in chapter 5, that heavenly scene, that there's that seven-sealed uh, scroll that that uh, the, is in the hand of the Father. And John is weeping because there's no one worthy to open the scrolls uh, until he saw the one who was slain like a lamb. And Jesus, he takes that scroll out of the hand of the Father, and he begins to break the seals. And, of course, that's mentioned to us in chapter 6, which leads to the uh, trumpet judgments that leads to the bold judgments. But many scholars believe, and commentators, that that was kind of the title deed of the earth. And so Jesus is going to come back and take what is his. And and sovereignly, you know, it all belongs to the Lord, but he became the prince of the power of the air of this fallen world, and um, and he's causing havoc. And um, we know that when Jesus comes back, he'll come back and take what's rightfully his. Right. I just find it uh, almost ridiculous that everything's created by Jesus, and here we are this fallen angel who's also being created, uh, being created and the audacity that he has, you know, to give him, if you bow down to me, I'll give you this. It's not even his to begin with. I know he was here because we're all sinners, and he would have to destroy all of us, and I understand that. I just don't see how a possession of the earth was given to them, to him. And all yeah, the and it, 
Because, yeah, because it's just we're in a fallen world until the Lord comes back and, you know, and establishes the kingdom of God. And so, you know, it's 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 all the Lord's the the fullness of the earth and all its fullness in it belongs to the Lord. We know that. But he's going to come back and he's going to take it back. And it's just an interesting scene that we see there in Revelation chapter five. Jesus on top of the mountain. You know, he's called the prince of the power of the air you know, the God of this world. Um, and, you know, he has, it's also interesting in the book of Daniel that when you see that uh, Michael the archangel, he's wrestling or he's fighting with the prince of Persia. You know, Satan has his demons that are organized. It seems like it has demons over countries. Um, the prince of Greece is mentioned, principalities and powers, so that spiritual warfare. But, you know, he's been defeated. Uh, Satan has. Um, and we know from Colossians, I think a very important verse. And and you bring up a point that I think is worth mentioning, because sometimes Christians give Satan too much credit. And right. even even right. in the book of Revelation, it says that you know concerning the Antichrist and the dragon, um, that it was um, granted to him authority. Everything passes through, you know, the the hand of the Lord and the will of the Lord. But we do know that uh, having wiped out the handwriting requirements that was against us, contrary to it, he has taken it out of the way, having it nailed to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers that made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them. That's Colossians chapter 2. And that word triumphing, um, making a public spectacle of them, is is, uh, a military term that the Romans, when they conquered a city, they would strip the enemy naked, and then they would parade them through the streets of the city. And so we don't fight in our spiritual warfare for victory. Uh, we fight from victory because we have victory in Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. But he's going to come back. He's, he's gonna, it's all going to be his. And then I can't wait till Satan is bound up, put into the bombless pit, and, um, and then righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. Thanks, well, thanks, Lorenzo. So for, for my question. You bet. You have a great right. Thanksgiving, okay? Thank you, sir. You, you bet. All right. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. Good question. And then also text line 720-336-0897. One of the things that I like to do during Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving, is, you know, if if you wanted to just express what you're thankful for, um, I might ask you, what are you thankful for? Or, or if you just want to say what you're thankful for. And, um, you know, we do that on Thanksgiving Day. But as Christians, we really should be thankful. That should be our hearts. And the Bible has a lot all through the scriptures about being thankful to the Lord. And I think that's important for us to be thankful. It goes along with rejoicing. It goes along with praises of God. And um, and it's important for us to remember that as Christians, even as we go through loss and difficulties and hardships, that we can be thankful because we have the forgiveness of the Lord. Uh, we have salvation. We belong to the Lord. Uh, he's going to to uh, keep his promises for us. He's going to take us home to be with him when our lives run out here or when he comes for us. So there's many things to be thankful for. So um, there's a lot of things that I'm thankful for as well. I'm thankful to be a part of Calvary Live and to be able to talk with you and encourage you and to be a part of this program. So, um, you know, if you 
you want to just express what you're thankful for, uh, I'm going to do that, you know, uh, just be able to to encourage others and remind others that we are truly blessed in the things of the Lord. So hopefully um, that you'll be able to just say what you're thankful for if you feel comfortable, but um, just love to to be able to do that. Um, hey, let's go to Arvada. Let's go to Margaret. How are you? Margaret, are you there? Okay. I don't know if Margaret uh, dropped, but um, we'll come back to that. She had a question. If you got a chance to call back, Margaret, give me a call, and and um, and I'd love to just encourage you and just having an issue. And um, and uh, I think that perhaps that um, that you know it's something that. Uh, we can encourage you in if you have the opportunity to just be able to to call back. Let's go to Wani in Strasburg. You're on Calvary Hello. Live. How Hi. are you? Thank you so much for taking my call and have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving day. Thank you. And, I appreciate that. Um, I work and have worked for 22 years with a young lady who is intellectually disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, within the last 18 months, um, her immediate family support have moved. Her sister moved to Kansas. Her mother moved to Virginia. And so I'm kind of it. And um, when she flies to Virginia, I accompany her. But we're trying right. a new thing. Um, Wednesday, she's flying to Wichita to be with her sister. I will personally seat her on the plane um, at the other end, um, her brother-in-law will come and get her in Wichita, but just no anxiety, no, nothing, you know, the plane doesn't get sent someplace else because of bad weather, because yeah. she's very difficult to understand. She does wear a medallion, explaining her disabilities, but um, just just protection for her. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thankfully, it's not a long flight to Wichita. Um, but you know, she still has to get on the plane, you know, um, and you know, the the airlines are good about, um, just being able to, to, as you contact them about special needs and, um, all of that. And I'm just going to trust that those people that are trained and, uh, we can be thankful for that. They're going to take good care of her. And Lord, we just pray for this special one, um, that, that she has special needs and, and Lord, as she flies to be with family, she's going to be taken to the airport and um, everyone involved um, in helping her get through the security. And, uh, and it can be kind of overwhelming a little bit and, and get to her gate and then get on board um, to be able to endure the flight. We know it's not a long flight, but it still um, can get bumpy and then to um, get off the plane and have relatives pick her up. We just pray that you give her peace, that you give her comfort, that, Lord, that you would just calm her, that there be no delays, there be no, you know, there be no confusion uh, at all and brought to the situation. But, Lord, I just pray that it be a blessed time. And then when she comes back, um, that Lord, that you would just bless that, that trip as well. So I just thank you for Wani, just how she ministers to people and has a heart for people. And she desires to lift up this very precious sister to you. 
And I pray that you bless her Thanksgiving with her family. And I pray that you would just um, just uh, bless it in a very special way. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much, Pastor Jeff. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. God bless you. Have a good Thanksgiving. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. You know, I was listening to my program on Grace FM uh, right before we uh, went on the air here on Calvary Live. And uh, it's a study that I did in Luke and talking about that we as Christians, that we have peace with God as we come to Christ. But then as we live for him, as we look to him and trust in him, that he desires to give us the peace of God. And we know that Paul writes in Philippians, and Paul's writing in a very difficult time. He, he, he's in jail. He doesn't know what is going to happen if he's going to be put to death and go home and be with the Lord. He said, that's better for me, or, or you know, that's what I desire, to go home and be with the Lord. But to stay here with you is better for you, whatever the Lord's will is. He just had a peace about it. And he said, be anxious for nothing, but through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God that passes understanding may guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. And I've given that verse many times uh, during this show of those who call and are anxious or, um, you know, or whatever, um, just worried, uh, and uh, we can trust in him. But one of the ways that we can just have the peace of God is being thankful. Uh, because if we're not thankful, then we're just going to begin to eventually murmur and complain. And Paul writes in Philippians, he says, do all things without murmuring and complaining. And the children of Israel, that's the same phraseology used in the book of Exodus, when the children of Israel stopped being thankful to the Lord's provision and um, and were in the wilderness. And uh, when they crossed the, the the Red Sea and God delivered them, that song and um, that they sang in, in Exodus chapter 15. They gave uh, thanksgiving and praise, but then soon after that, they're murmuring and complaining. So being thankful is a very important thing for us in our lives. Hey, we got a, um, two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to Tennessee with Sean. Sean? You're on Calvary Live. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. How are um, you? Uh, I'm doing great. Always glad to listen to you guys every day you're on. God good. bless you guys. Um, I, me and I have a, uh, started a little Bible study, and we're like in Revelation. And, uh, and just a couple of questions we were discussing when we were talking about, because there's a lot of things or a lot of symbolism in Revelation. And right. in particular, the fifth trumpet, okay, is when these, uh, I believe it was the fifth trumpet, the, the locusts come yeah. out. Right. The locusts come out from the pit of hell. Now, the description of those, I can't remember all of it, but certain ones, like when they say the, uh, you know, the, the, the faces like, like, like humans, uh, right. and then they got the stingers and the tail. I mean, right. is that symbolism for something or are these literal yeah. Well, it seems like as you open up chapter 9 of the book of Revelation, that fifth trumpet that's opened up, that all of a sudden out of the abyss, the abyss is that bombless pit. We know that uh, at the end of 
uh, the tribulation period that Satan's going to be cast into the bottomless pit. We also know that Jude is interesting. You can make reference to that in the book of Jude, where Jude, it's a, that little book before the book of Revelation. And Jude is uh, is speaking about how those uh, demonic forces are chained up um, into, um, you know, uh, let me read it to you, uh, who did not keep their proper remain, but left their own abode, have reserved an everlasting change under darkness for the judgment of great day. And so it's talking about how they're in chains. And even in the Euphrates River, these demons in the book of Revelation are are bound up. So you have this bombless pit. It's it All of a sudden, smoke comes out, and it's these locusts. And I think they're demonic beings is what they are, because you were just talking about the description of it is that um, they were ones that, in Revelation chapter 9, let me read it to you, get back to my text here, that they uh, were ones that they were crowns of something like gold. Their faces were like faces of men. They had hair like women's hair, their teeth like lion's teeth, and they stung. And this is a a very, very um, strange um, kind of um, description, and I think it's a description of demonic beings as they come out, and I believe they torment men for six months. Um, yes. for five five months, it says. And it was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. And then in verse 6, it says that men will seek to death, but they will not find it. They will desire right. to die, and death will flee from them, which there's all kinds of comments on that. What does that mean? Um, and I think probably what it means is because of they're being tormented by these these demonic beings that are stinging them like locusts, that they they wish they would die because it's so painful, but they don't die from it, and um, and death escapes them. So it's it's a terrible scene. And then in the sixth trumpet, you see that these demons come uh, out of the Euphrates River. So they're demonic forces. Um, when the the trumpet judgments come, the last three judgments, uh, trumpet judgments, uh, these locusts, the Euphrates River opening up, um, and then the this seventh trumpet blown. That means seven more angels stand up with bold judgments. You know, right. the proclamation is given in chapter 14, woe, 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 the remaining judgments that come on the scene. So it's just a bad scene, and I believe there are demonic forces coming out. Now, okay, let's take, let's take uh, fifth, fifth and sixth Okay, these things are this because obviously you know this going to Bible six. They're going to be uh, people that have turned to Christ during this time, and will those people be stoned and tormented by these demons, or only the ones that reject Christ? It seems it seems to indicate, if I remember from chapter nine, that uh, the ones that were uh, protected were the 144,000 so okay. um, that were sealed by God. So those 144,000 in chapter 7 are 144,000 Jewish men um, from the 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel that will, you know, be protected. And uh, But it seems to indicate it, that it, it torments men. We do know that there's going to be those who are going to come to Christ 
actually uh, many from every tribe, tongue, people, and nations, chapter 7 says. So this affects all of the world. And and that's the thing that when you read about, and you might, Sean, look at it like in First Thessalonians chapter 5, when Jesus in Luke's uh, narrative of the Olivet Discourse, he, he, he talks about none will escape. None will escape. It's a time of darkness, and okay. um, and and it's going to be very difficult. We do know that many of the tribulation saints are going to be put to death by the Antichrist. Um, right. That's going to take place. So this this is not a good time. This is a time of darkness, as Paul writes in First Thessalonians chapter five. He says, "For us as the church, we're children of the day, not of the night," and that's the good news for you and for me. Um, and uh, we are to we're not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so it's a terrible, terrible time, uh, especially the Great Tribulation period, the last three and a half years um, of right. the Tribulation period. And Jesus said it will be a time of tribulation such as the world has never seen or ever will see again. Right. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, I just hope I'm home with with my Lord. All you know what? Uh, yes. You know, the, here's the thing. I I believe I'm going to do a prophecy update on New Year's Day. I every New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I do a prophecy update, and the topic this year is going to be the Blessed Hope, the Rapture of the Church, and I really okay. believe that that He's going to take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that will come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. And and so I, I believe we're going to be taking his church before that seven-year period. And Paul, you know, as you follow the flow in First Thessalonians chapter 4, he writes about, we'll meet him in the air, comfort one another right. with these words. But concerning, you know, the times and seasons, you have no need to write to me. And he goes on to say, for that day, it will be like a thief in the night. We're children of the light. Um children of the day, not of the darkness. And I believe that really when you look at it, and as you compare it also with Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that we're going to be taken out before the day of the Lord and um, his bride. And, and Paul says that we shall not all, you know, um, you know, he says we shall not all sleep. You know, not everyone's going to die. Paul talking about a generation of Christians that's going to meet the Lord in the air but he says we shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. But he says all who are in Christ, you know, there's if you're a believer, you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you keep looking for that blessed hope is what I'm trying to say. And um, because that's what we're instructed to do, as Paul writes to Titus, looking for the appearing of our great God and Savior, the blessed hope. And I am looking forward to it. We don't know the day or the hour, but... Um, but right. he's going to come for us one of these times, and then it's going to be a time of darkness. Hey, appreciate your question. Good question, well, Sean. Keep. Yep, I think I just lost you, Sean. So, hey, thanks, Sean, and call back. We're always here, and uh, keep studying the scriptures, and um, and I want to encourage you in that. We're getting close to break, and uh, we uh, have, uh, I believe. Um, an open line. Let me look where I'm at. And uh, so we're going to go to to Kenneth and then Olivia when we get back from the break, uh, because it's going to be here in just a minute. 
but there's there's a lot of things um you know questions about the rapture uh the coming of the lord and and I really want to remind us that we are told in scriptures to be looking for the return of the lord and uh, and to be watchful to be waiting we don't know the day or the hour but here's the thing occupy till i come is what jesus said so during this holiday season with thanksgiving and christmas you and I have opportunity, and we do every day, we do all year long, but particularly now, to really talk to people about the coming of the Lord in his first coming. Uh, as the babe of Bethlehem, he came for a purpose, and that is to die for his sins and uh, the light of the world, and, and really pray about how you might speak to people about all that during this time as you're with family and friends. So we're going to be right back. we got an open line, 303-690-3000. And then we'll get back to Kenneth and Olivia. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. As the sun is setting, the days are getting shorter. Uh, they will for another month, and then we'll head the other direction. But uh, so glad that you have joined us for the, today's program. And I encourage you, grab one of those open lines at 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Let me know what you're thankful for during this uh, time of Thanksgiving. And uh, I know that I'm very grateful to be a part of Calvary Live, to be able to talk with you, to pastor this church, Calvary Chapel. Uh, for uh, In January, it'll be 27 years. I'm just so thankful for God's grace, uh, for His um, just His calling in my life. And uh, I um, am thankful every single day that I get to be here and every time that I get to talk with you. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. We just finished Operation Christmas Child Collection Week this afternoon. I had the privilege to do that once again. And uh, what an incredible ministry for, I believe, over 20 years. We've been the uh, place where we've collected shoe boxes here in Greeley. Thousands of shoe boxes coming in. We just finished up. So grateful for all the volunteers that help with that and packs the shoe boxes away. And uh, looking forward to Thanksgiving Eve service and uh, Pi Social afterwards and just just worshiping the Lord and giving thanks to the Lord on Wednesday, then heading into the Christmas season. And um, so much to be grateful for uh, in ministry and God allowing me to be here and do this and be a part of all of this and my church family. So let me know what you're thankful for. But we're going to go to Kenneth and Fort Collins. Kenneth? Hey, Kenneth, you there? Yes, I am. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. And good. I have a question you got a... along with, I'm a Catholic, and I, I have been listening to the Calvary show, especially Ed Taylor. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I have a question for you guys. Um, okay. All right. Now, if everybody's a sinner, and you were talking about also the devil, kind of kind of ruling the earth, and that. Right. Um, my question for you is, how can the Virgin Mary be? Because she was born without sin. 
Well, that's, you know, I grew up in a Catholic mm-hmm. church, Kenneth, and the thing about it is, is Mary was a sinner too. And I know that there's how, a Catholic... How was she a sinner? <laughs> well, she was blessed among women, but everyone who has sinned, she was blessed among women because she carried the 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 Messiah, the only one who ever lived from Adam to present day without sin is Jesus. He was sinless. He's the perfect one. The one who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. And I know that sometimes that those who have grown up with the thought of Mary was uh, sinless, that's not biblical. Um, she was the sinner. Jesus died for her sins. And uh, you can, um, I even, you might want to go back and, and read the Magnifica in Luke chapter 2. And she was a very special woman, of course. She was only a teenager. She, her depth of maturity and spirituality is absolutely amazing. Um, but she, as she hears about in Luke chapter uh, 1, about she's carrying the Christ child as the angel came and said, you're going to be carrying the Christ child, and uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One is to be born, will be called the Son of Man. She begins to praise the Lord, and she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, who has regarded the lowly state of the maidservant. And, um, and, so she talks about how this one um, is going to be born is her savior. So she was without, you know, she she wasn't sinless. Yes, she was a very special, uh, very precious uh, young lady with a depth of uh, spirituality. But every single one of us have been born uh, as sinner. The only one that wasn't is Jesus, because of the virgin birth and, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. So that's first of all. The second thing, and this is what the Bible teaches, um, that, um, can be something that Catholics can really kind of struggle with. But I want to give you the truth of God's word is after Jesus was born, Joseph and Mary had regular relationships and we see that they had children because Jesus had brothers and sisters they're named in the gospel even and so they would have normal relationships like any married couple jesus yes was born of a virgin um joseph and mary did not know each other they were in that espousal period um and so uh jesus born of a virgin but afterwards jesus had brothers when you read the book of jude uh the book of james those epistles in the new testament those were brothers, or that is half-brothers of Jesus. And so uh, I know one of the doctrines of the Catholic Church is the perpetual virginity of Mary, and it's just not biblical. So Mary uh, was one, uh, like everyone else, was a sinner. And um, and uh, she had uh, the privilege of being um, the mother of the Son of God and um, a high honor, uh, esteem, but she's not a co-redemptor. And um, and she is one that um, had a very special place of an honor uh, in God's uh, plan. Uh, but Jesus died for her sins as well. Okay. 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 You, you read the scriptures, and here's the thing, uh, Kenneth. Um, is you know when I came out of the Catholic Church, 
I needed to really read the Bible to see what it has to say. And the Bible supersedes um, any doctrine of any church, whether it's the Catholic Church or any other denomination. The Word of God is what you want to really look at. And all Scripture is inspired by God. It, we believe in the inspiration of the Scriptures. The inerrancy of the Scripture is not wrong. But um, it's it, very important that we get truth from the Word of God, not just from tradition or what's been you know passed on uh, through church doctrine. It needs to, to line up with the Word of God. And I think that as you do read these things, you'll see this and you'll just— um, you know, you're just going to know the Lord better, and um, you're just going to marvel at His incredible grace and truth that you grow in. So I'm so glad that you found us here on Grace FM and that you found Calvary Live. Continue to listen to it, because we want to encourage you. And I know those struggles. I know those struggles of coming, you know, learning the Scriptures and what I was taught growing up in the Catholic Church, but the Bible is what is truth. And um, and as you explore these truths, you're going to see um, that, um, you know, it, it doesn't match up uh, all the time with what you grew up with and learning from um, Catholic doctrine concerning Mary or being a co-redemptor. There's only one mediator between God and man, that is the man Christ Jesus, or praying to the saints. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that we're to do that or when it comes to purgatory. So I don't mean to overwhelm you, but keep growing in the Word of God. Keep growing in truth. And uh, you'll be tremendously blessed. So I appreciate you calling. Keep calling back. Keep listening. We're going to continue with the phone calls. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to where we're at, Olivia in Baltimore. Olivia? Hi. Good afternoon. You're on Calvary Live. Hi. um, I was... uh calling to see if it's possible to get a prayer requ- uh, request. Um, Absolutely. Recently just lost someone uh, very close to me, and um, I've had I've had anxiety before, um, you know, before this person passed, um, but I honestly feel like, you know, the, my anxiety is all over the place. I, I don't really know if I'm scared. I don't know if I'm upset. I, I really don't know where I'm at. Um, you know, especially with yeah. my head space at the moment. Um, and I just feel like, you know, th- these past couple of days trying to, you know, work on the funeral and all these different things coming at me, I feel myself right. getting more angry. I don't know if I'm overwhelmed. Um, you but are. I would really love a, a, a prayer um, if that can be Absolutely. given just so I can, you know, just be yeah. in a better head space. Um, I, I just feel myself going down yeah. and I don't want to be in yeah. a dark space. Um, no. to just take I'm so sorry. Time. Yeah, Olivia, I'm so sorry for your loss. I really am. And it's hard when we we you're you're not you're not only dealing with you know trying to put a funeral together, but but you know trying to make decisions. It's overwhelming. But right now you're grieving because you said this was a close relative, and grieving is a very difficult journey. It's a very hard thing, and. It's hard to think. You become anxious. You, um, you know, it's hard to stay focused, and it's overwhelming. And I just want to pray for God's peace uh, upon you. And you're going to go through this grieving process, and um, and it can be a long journey. But God made us to grieve, 
and um and it's okay to be sad and and it's okay to grieve because that's the way that that God ministers to us his grace and his love and his comfort but we need him and that's what I'm going to pray that um God just brings that comfort to you especially right now when you just got you know not only that but you got the the Thanksgiving you got the holidays coming and all these things add up and we can become anxious and um and I know a little bit of the pressure. I've done a lot of memorial services, a lot of funerals, um, and, uh, the, you know, talking with family members and trying to make decisions. And it's just hard and difficult. And I pray that you get the support that you need and that God's comfort will come to you. Um, but you keep close to him. And I want to read you a psalm, okay? I want to okay. read you a psalm, and, and then I'm going to pray for you. Um, but this is a good psalm. Um, the, I always go to the psalms when I need comfort. I find comfort in the psalms. And I would encourage you, you know, read a psalm. Go through the psalms during this time and, and find the comfort of the Lord. But David writes this psalm, and he says, Hear my cry, O God, and attend to my prayer. This is Psalm 61. From the end of the earth I will cry to you when my heart is overwhelmed, and lead me to the rock that is higher than I. And you have been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. And I will trust in the shelter of your wings. So, Father, I pray for my sister. I pray for Olivia. She's just overwhelmed. She's grieving right now. Her heart has sorrow. And, Lord, um, she's lost a very close relative. And, Lord, during this time of grieving, that you would just bring her comfort. During this time where she's trying to make decisions and help out with uh, a funeral and memorial service, that, Lord, that you would just help her to, to Lord, just move forward in what she needs to do. And, Lord, give her the strength that she needs. But, Lord, also to know that she can come to you when her heart is overwhelmed. And, Lord, she can cry out to you. And even during those times where we feel like it's, so hard and difficult, and the world doesn't make sense, our world around us, that, Lord, you're there to to help us be strong, to keep us under the shadow of your wings, and long you are a strong tower for us. So I pray that you would be that for Olivia, that she would just really perceive your presence, and, Lord, that you give her peace, the peace that she needs right now, and, Lord, the comfort that she needs and the grace that she needs. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay. I really, really appreciate it. You bet, Olivia. We'll be praying for God you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you, you do um, on this, this radio station. I appreciate it. You bet. It's my privilege. 303-690-3000 to call in number Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you in Northern Colorado. So glad to to be connected with you guys in, in uh, the East Coast on Hope FM and Truth FM. So glad that you're able to call and Hope FM that covers the Baltimore area. Um, so grateful for the Calvary Life family there. Um, and then the text line, 720-336-0897. Let me see where I'm at. Let's go to Patricia in Centennial. Hi, Patricia. Hi. How Hi, are Pastor. you? I'm Doing good. Good, good. What do you have for me? Yeah, so my mother and I were just having a discussion, and we just are looking for some clarification on what happens 
um, after we die? Do we go directly to heaven to be with the Lord? Um, and if so, because that's what we've already always believed, um, what is the meaning of the scripture that talks about um, the dead in Christ will rise first during the rapture? Yeah. Yeah, and that's a good question because there can be confusion on it. And it's interesting that Paul, when he writes in First Thessalonians about the rapture of the church, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant um, concerning those who have fallen asleep. And he talks about the resurrection. And the rapture is, is in that category, the resurrection. Here's the thing that's important for you to remember, that when we talk about the resurrection, it is talking about not just eternal life, but eternal life in a new heavenly body. So our bodies will be resurrected. That which is corruptible will be raised incorruptible, is what Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter 15. So Paul, he he's writing to the church at Thessalonica. He's writing to the Corinthian believers in his first and second um, epistle that he writes to them that we have recorded in the New Testament. And you see, the Greeks didn't really believe in a resurrection. They, they, they said hope was only for the living. And we know that when Paul, in Acts chapter 17, that when he went to Athens, he mentioned the resurrection, and there were those who mocked him because they didn't believe in a resurrection. And so here Paul's saying, I, I don't want you to be ignorant. There's going to be a time at the sound of the trumpet, First Thessalonians chapter um, uh, 4, uh, verse 17, as he's talking about the resurrection, he says, we don't grieve as though we have no hope, um, because there is a resurrection that's going to happen. And in that, he said that the dead in Christ will rise first, um, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet them in the air, meet the Lord in the air, comfort one another with these thoughts. But he also writes about um, Paul in Second Corinthians, the resurrection, and he says how are we grown as our bodies grown uh, to to have our new habitation, our new bodies. But he says something very important. He said to be absent from the body in Second Corinthians chapter five, uh, verse ten, I believe. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And so, when we take our last breath, when we close our eyes, we go immediately to be with the Lord. So we have that promise um, that we have that. Um, it's actually Second Corinthians chapter five, um, verse eight is what it is. So when uh, uh, somebody we know who is a believer, and like I said on the show earlier, that I've done a lot of memorial services, a lot of funerals. Many of those funerals have included a graveside. So when we remember that person's life, we know that they're with the Lord, but their body may be there in a casket. Their body may be in an urn, you know, cremated. And it will be at the resurrection that their bodies will be resurrected to be joined to their soul. Now, there are those who have come up with a false doctrine called soul sleep, that when we die, our soul sleeps with our body, and the Bible doesn't teach that at all. Our body sleep, it's in the ground, it begins to decay, uh, but it will be resurrected to meet our soul as the soul and the body is met together and in a new heavenly body. So that's where people get confused with it. So know this, uh, that when we die, we're immediately in the presence of the Lord. 
but the rapture of the church is going to be the dead and Christ will rise first. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it will happen in the twinkling of an eye. That's the speed of light, not the blink of an eye, but the twinkling of an eye. The twinkle of an eye is caused by light reflecting off the eye. So instantly the dead and Christ will rise first, and then we here alive will meet the Lord in the air, and then we'll be forever with him. Jesus spoke about that in John chapter 14, that I will come and receive you to myself, that where I am you will be also. I believe he's making a a reference to when he's going to come for us. So the rapture of the church includes the resurrection, uh, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that um, we shall not all sleep, not all of us are going to die, but we shall be changed in the moment in the twinkling of an eye. And then this corruptible must put on incorruption, mortal must put on immortality. So does, does that help kind of clarify things? Yes, it definitely does. Thank I, you so I, much. I, I threw a lot at you. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. I appreciate you. you. You bet. And I think that's where people get confused, the resurrection. The resurrection always keep in mind is speaking about that new heavenly body. If you want a simple definition of it. And, um, and Jesus spoke about, there's going to be the resurrection to life. And then those who do good and those who do evil to resurrection, um, of corruption. And even those who are unbelievers will be resurrected to the great white throne judgment. And then they will be cast into outer darkness. So, um, it's a very, very interesting truth, um, but we have the hope of the resurrection, the blessed hope of the rapture of the church, and and we have the hope, the living hope, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we die, that we will go home to be with him, and it's going to be just a marvelous, marvelous moment when we go and see our Lord. Amen. I have one more Are, question. I'm, okay. So Jesus, if that's okay, died to save yep. us from sin. And I want to know, based on what you just said, do we also have judgment or we have our sins already just been forgiven with no yeah. further judgment when we die? Well, what, when you read Second Corinthians chapter 5, I made that reference to you that he tells us about the resurrection, the assurance of the resurrection. We can be confident of this very thing that he who is absent from the body will be present with the Lord. And then he goes on to say that, therefore, we, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things uh, done in the body, what, whether good or bad. And so he, he talks about this judgment. He, always talk, he also talks about it in Romans chapter 14. But that word judgment seat is the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. So here's the key to it. When we as believers will stand at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ, we're going to be judged not for our sins, okay? Jesus took our sins upon himself. He already took the judgment for you and for me. Salvation, and this is so important for Christians to remember, that salvation cannot be earned. So it isn't that we're going to stand there and and think, am I good enough for salvation to make it to heaven? That's been taken care of by faith. 
faith in Jesus Christ and what he has done in making atonement for our sins, being forgiven. We're a new creation in Christ. Um, and so that that is sure. And salvation is a gift. It is always mentioned as a gift in the Scripture in the New Testament. Read Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 3. Uh, we know that it comes by faith alone, the book of Galatians, which we're going over. But we will be judged for our works, whether we have done good or bad, what we have done for Christ. And the Bible speaks about rewards that will be in eternity and rewards based on, um, you know, um, our works are going to be tried, First Corinthians chapter 3, by fire. They're likened to precious metals or wood, hay, and stubble. So what we do for Christ, that's what's going to last. And you can read those the parable of the mina, the parable of the talents in Matthew's gospel, the parable of the mina in Luke's gospel. Jesus talks about rewards, you know, investing the things of the kingdom. Paul talks about rewards and crowns, and that all happens at the Bema reward seat of Jesus Christ. Very good. You Thank there? You so- yeah. yeah. Call any time. Not- million questions but i know we don't have all day so <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> well we're getting towards the end of the show and i want to get to robert there in colorado springs robert you still there robert hey, here. How are you doing? hey good thanks for holding you're on calvary live good afternoon hey uh, <clears throat> go ahead uh, well i'm just you know some guy here in the springs i just wanted to reach out and sort of thank you guys and tell you guys you guys are impactful and helpful and, you thank know, you. God bless. Um, and sort of like, maybe prayer requests, or like, uh, not necessarily prayer requests, because like, maybe prayer for understanding, but for like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and we want understanding and prayer thanksgiving and and um and um just love to to be able to pray in that way and so we're getting close to ending the show here Robert anything else that you want to throw in there as we pray um, um maybe for like those with families yeah um, like that I mean I don't know you all may be lost or whatever but me personally I'm like the more uh close to God or spiritual and yeah. you know we just now you know in a broad sense for like people it's like how can we get past or see past or you know get others to see past and like you know I don't know help themselves yeah. well, help the, us yeah and and he's there to help and we can cast our cares on him for he cares for us and we are praying for those down in Colorado Springs that just, you know, this tragedy that happened uh, this last weekend, uh, we're just, uh, it's so tragic, and, and we need the Lord, and we need we need His mercy, His grace, and Father, we just pray that we would have um, just a greater understanding of You. Uh, we live in a world that is very dark, and we see the events around us that just it breaks our hearts, and even what happened in Colorado Springs this last weekend, and, and Lord, I just pray that the gospel would go forth in a message of hope. And Lord, um, that you would, Lord, help us, give us understanding and wisdom, how we can minister to those 
who are hurting and those who have gone through loss, those who are going through difficulty, not only through tragedy, but through uh, just their own difficulties and hardships and things like that. So, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, give us um, just understanding. Um, Lord, uh, I pray that your word would increase in all the listeners and uh, that we would have a heart of thanksgiving. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it, Robert. I appreciate it. Um, Just wanted to, um, you know, uh, uh, Logan from uh, New Mexico, and Logan uh, has called, but he says, I'm thankful for the cross, truly, and Jesus took my punishment from condemnation. I think that's a good Thanksgiving, uh, Logan, and uh, we who are in Christ and those of us who are believers in Christ, we just have that incredible, incredible, uh, you know, uh, blessed hope and uh, blessing of forgiveness and eternal life that's found through Jesus Christ, and we can be thankful for that. So be sure to minister to somebody this Thanksgiving season as you sit down with family, with friends uh, at Thanksgiving or this Christmas season to minister to them. Um, Let them know how you're thankful for the Lord. You're thankful for what he means to you, what he's done for you, um, the blessings that he's given to you, and to be able to express that. And then as we head towards Christmas, that um, very thankful that uh, God would love us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So thank you, everyone, who called in today. God bless you. I'll be back tomorrow at the same time, and uh, we'll pick up. Let me know what you're thankful for if you get a chance to call tomorrow. And uh, have a blessed evening, everyone. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.